Welcome to day 264 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2, the drama of Scripture. Uh, we've spent a little interlude in the prophets where we're grabbing some of the meaningful promises that will be fulfilled in Christ. And of course, we're also in the prophets hearing the judgment, uh, you know, for which you know, Christ came to be the final atoning sacrifice uh, for the sins of the people uh, as well. So both the judgment, uh, you know, of 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 all of our sin in the Old Testament and the unfaithfulness of God's people has fallen on him, but the blessing of God has come through him you know, to us. So it's fun to make the transition back into uh, you know, kind of the uh, narrative passages of Scripture, and we begin with the, the birth of Jesus. And uh, we're in the Gospel of Matthew, and, and we picked Matthew as a great transition between old and new because he, he's going to want to highlight, you know, for you the places where the story, the Old Testament story is being fulfilled mm-hmm. in the person of Christ. So we come to Matthew chapter 2, um, and we read about the visit of these uh, really strange people from the East called the Magi <laughs> and how they end up on uh, Jesus' doorstep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we read, as always, uh, we know that this is rich because as we've talked about earlier this week, it is the very breath of God to give life to his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. David, do you mind lifting us up? No, let's pray. Father, what a wonderful, how wonderful your word is and, and how rich it is and how beautiful it is as it points us to, to you and the unfolding story and that points us to Christ. And so we thank you for the the beauty of your word, your faithfulness to your people all throughout your word. And, and we love now as we get to see the, the coming of the Messiah. Um, may, may our hearts um, be renewed, be restored, and be delighted as we um, get to read uh, about Christ. And may we find much joy as we look to your word now. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and they asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it arose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so it was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. 
When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the, uh, the time that he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted, because they are no more. After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were trying to take the child's life were dead. So he got up and took the child and his mother, and he went to the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judah in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets, that he would be called a Nazarene. And I'm so sorry for where my voice went in the reading of scripture. <clears throat> so different than the James Earl Jones voice you get Raspy. on the biblical recording. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm guessing Matthew wants us to know that Jesus is coming and fulfilling a lot of things that have been spoken of before, mm-hmm. which is, again, so nice to see how it all ties together. And it's been waiting for Jesus, and now Jesus is here, and it's been fulfilling these prophecies from old and of course the prophecy <coughs> excuse me let me just see what i can do yeah and it, it didn't help <laughs> uh you know uh, we read the prophecy from jeremiah about rachel weeping for her children and it, if you'll remember from the context it's folded in between two promises of hope uh there is this you know promise of continuing persecution and of course there is the hint uh of persecution that'll belong both to Jesus and to his people, you know, from the, the attack of Herod from the very beginning. But also you, you, you get the sense of the hope that that's, you know, surrounded in, even though these awful things are happening, it's a precursor of the coming hope, mm-hmm. you know, that we find in the Messiah. What is reading this, thinking just what an interesting account, you know, that, I mean, we revisit it every Christmas season, <laughs> Advent season, and we just kind of marvel at the humble birth of Jesus. And, and and again, you just see, I mean, this is, it goes into an unexpected story of, of the gospel that we just don't expect the king to be born this way. We don't expect the Messiah to come this way and then, you know, to have to escape to Egypt because there's another king out to get him. But you're, you're beginning to see that even in these events from, you know, these mysterious magi coming in to then having to flee to Egypt, then to returning to Nazareth and, in all these circumstances, like God continues to just move history, and we're seeing, you know, the, the Lord. I love coming to this after spending some time in the prophets because we were reminded time and time again the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says, and and what He says He will do. Yeah. And here it is: the the sovereign Lord's word is being fulfilled as mm-hmm. He does, and as He directs history, and He directs magi mm-hmm. and kings, and even even Herod, even the most powerful person in this region, can't touch this baby. You know, because the sovereign Lord moves them, mm-hmm. and so I just I love seeing kind of the unexpected nature of of this birth. And, and of course, yesterday, you know, Matt, you're pointing out how in the genealogy you already have a hint that you know Gentiles will be included yeah. in the in the people of God, have been included, and will be included in the people of God. And of course, we've moved through Isaiah and Jeremiah, both who project the nations coming and bowing, yeah. you know, before the sovereign one of Israel. And, and you have a picture of these magi from the east, mm. you know, doing that. And, and of course, you realize that uh, part of the exile is that they had been scattered, and, and, and Israel had taken up residence among the people 
of the East. So you have, you know, Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego living among these people. And uh, Daniel was the head of all of the mm -hmm. astrologers and the Magi. And so uh, certainly, you know, some of these, uh, some of the, their sense of this coming one was something that they would have gained from the prophecies of Daniel while he was, you know, or at least we can speculate yeah, that yeah. they probably were, you know, as a part of it. And, and of course, the most interesting one is, you know, the, the reference, you know, to Hosea, out of Israel I will call my son. Now you read that, that, that has nothing to do with Messiah or the anointed one. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a recollection of the history of the nation uh, you know, of Israel being called out of Egypt and being called the Son of God. So what is Matthew doing here? Matthew is saying there's an incredible parallel between the Son of God, Israel, and the Son of God, the Messiah. Everything that Israel was not, the Son of God will be. He is the true and faithful Israel. And a lot of times you you, you see you see a sense in which you know the, the church has been called the spiritual Israel. That, that that's really not really accurate. <laughs> Jesus is, is a spiritual mm -hmm. representative mm -hmm. of all of Israel, and everyone who is in Jesus is in the promises of Abraham and is in Israel. So we are a people who are not Israel but in Israel, mm -hmm. and therefore are Israel. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't replace Israel. We were a fulfillment of his. You know. Yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. No, and that elicits, mm -hmm. you know, various responses, and you see various responses here. You know, it does seem to be a kind of a genuine desire for for worship in, in these strange men from the East, these Magi, and they, they do eventually find Jesus, and they do worship. And then, G, you know, then Herod, we see he, his response to Christ is is one of, you know, he's, he was disturbed, and he's obviously feels like his kingdom's probably being threatened, and kind of as a false Oh yeah, yeah. Find that guy. I want to worship him too. But really, his intentions are, are terrible, and we see those intentions even played out. You know, when he can't find Jesus, which is heartbreaking. Yeah, and of course, we read in Ezekiel about <clears throat> earlier this week about shepherds who shepherd the people for you know certainly for their own gain, and certainly his presence will be uh, you know a threat to people who are establishing their own kingdoms, who are built on their own sense of power and their own sense of identity, and, and so you have very early, you know, that the two responsives, you know, that, uh, that there's really no neutrality toward the person of Christ. Either, you know, he is a threat to you or one you freely worship. And uh, we, we, mm -hmm. we seldom realize that. We think we can kind of just, oh, yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, we could do the Doobie Brothers. You know, Jesus is just all right with me. Mm -hmm. it, that's hard to get there. Mm -hmm. it, it's really hard to get there. He will challenge us at the core of our being, and our response can either be to resist him or, or to worship him. Mm -hmm. So good, yeah. Well, I do just appreciate... You guys do remember the Doobie Brothers, right? <laughs> <laughs> know the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the song. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say in closing that I certainly agree with Matt. Just appreciate the sovereignty of God and that he makes his plans and they are not thwarted. He advances... He advances the kingdom and he, his, his plans move forward. So, in, in such so a delight, such a delightful way. Yeah, I mean, you're hearing the Old Testament promises, and you're hearing the grandeur and the power, you know, of those Old Testament promises, and you see the humility in which his promises are are fulfilled. And it's just so. Who else would have thought of this except for the wisdom of God mm -hmm. and, and the beauty of the wisdom of God? 
uh, in everything that is, is done. So it's been a fun week. We'll return next week to continue our readings uh, through the New Testament. Uh, Matt, since uh, we've gone out agreeing with you, why don't, uh, That's right. why don't you let us agree with you in prayer as you lead us out of the week and into the weekend. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we do behold you and um, in your sovereignty and and behold the the wonderful story of you pursuing us in Christ Jesus through his birth and, and through the early years. And, and Father, would that not be something that we just merely look at and and say, what a what a crazy moment in history, but would we marvel that, that in those moments we see um, your pursuit of us, we see your sovereign um, reign and rule, and, and we see our salvation. Uh, Father, we thank you for the grace we have in Christ. Thank you that we have been found in him, and uh, would, our, would our hope be settled there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father, we thank you that you're sovereign. Would we rest in you um, this week and this weekend? And, and Father, we do look towards Sunday. Um, we pray for, for the gathering of your people, that your name would be um, made much of, and, and we would find uh, joy in you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.